Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Hebrews. Today is episode 883. We're looking at Hebrews chapter 7, verses 20 to 22. Read our passage. None of this happened without an oath. For others became priests without an oath, but he became a priest with an oath, made by the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. Because of this oath, Jesus has also become the guarantee of a better covenant. This is the book of Hebrews. It's a letter or written sermon to a group of Jewish Christians. And it seems that they're tempted to fall away from Christianity, go back to Judaism because of the persecution that they're facing in the Roman Empire. And the author is challenging them that that would be a mistake because Christ is superior to anything they could go back to. He's been laying out the idea that the finality of Christ, that God has spoken now through Christ, unlike anything before. And he talked about the true home of the people of God, about entering God's rest. And he talked about the high priesthood of Christ. They go through this long explanation of this idea of the order of Melchizedek, looking at Psalm 110, verse 4. And that's what we're pretty much coming to an end to here. He says basically that Jesus Christ is the new high priest, the great high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. And he's been explaining why that's a big deal. I pick it up in chapter 7, verse 20. None of this happened without an oath. None of what? None of this idea that the previous command was annulled. Talked about that last time, where he said that because this idea of the priesthood of Melchizedek is a superior priesthood and has happened since the establishment of the Levitical priesthood. It has basically set aside, annulled, canceled the previous command, which was the previous, the previous covenant, which was the sacrificial covenant of Moses. And said, none of this has happened without an oath. What's he mean? Well, he's going to explain it a little more says, for others became priests without an oath. Well, you don't notice there's not an oath because there isn't one. If we really look at the establishment of the priesthood, like go back to Exodus 28, verse 1, God tells Moses, have your brother Aaron with his sons come to you from the Israelites and serve me as priest. And he gives the details of it. It's a divine command have Aaron and his sons do this. And here is how they do it. So there is a divine command here, do this. But there's no promise associated with it. You go back to the call of Abraham, there's a promise given that God will bless Abraham. God will bless Abraham's descendants and the world will be blessed through the descendants of Abraham. It continues in verse 21. But he became a priest with an oath made by the one who said to him, well, let's pause there. But he, speaking of Christ, became a priest with an oath. And then he quotes Psalm 110, verse 4, mostly. He says, by the one who said to him, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever. We actually look at Psalm 110, verse 4. 
it says, The Lord has sworn an oath and will not take it back. Forever you are a priest like Melchizedek. So the idea there is that in this declaration in Psalm 110, there's this oath. The Lord has sworn an oath and will not change his mind. And the author of Hebrews is saying that means something. That's something big. This isn't a command. This is an oath, a promise, a promise from God. So he became a priest with this oath promised by God. And that's what he quotes it. He says, you're a priest forever. He doesn't include in the order of Melchizedek. We'll never hear Melchizedek again in the book of Hebrews. That's the end. No more talk about Melchizedek. Because the focus is not on Melchizedek. He's saying Christ comes as a priest like that mysterious character Melchizedek in Genesis 14, who is then addressed in Psalm 110. The issue is not Melchizedek. The issue is Christ. And the focus now, from now on, is going to be purely on Jesus Christ. So we won't hear any more about Melchizedek. He continues in verse 22. Because of this oath, Jesus has also become the guarantee of a better covenant. There's a lot about that sentence that may not really jump out at us, but word guarantee. It's the only place in the New Testament you see this word. And covenant. This is the first time we see covenant in the book of Hebrews. And the author of Hebrews likes this word. He uses it 17 times. No other book of the New Testament has it more than three times. So covenant's a key word in the book of Hebrews. Here we see it for the first time, and he's been leading up to this, the idea of this covenant. Just the construction of the Greek sentence, he doesn't use the name of Jesus often, but here he does, and it's the last word in the Greek sentence. And it just adds that emphasis of you get this new covenant and the guarantee of this comes through Jesus. And so just the construction of that sentence really points to the idea here. This is, this is a big deal that you have this better covenant and the guarantee of it is Jesus Christ himself. So since covenant's a big deal, maybe we ought to try and describe what covenant means. Now, I ran across the same definition in a few different places, and it is a very wordy, hard-to-understand definition because it's used in a lot of theological terms. The best way, I think, to understand covenant is this is something laid out by God. And the best way to, I think, understand it is this is how you relate to God. So you have the Old Covenant, the Mosaic Covenant. The covenant given to Moses at Mount Sinai. And what it was, was a pattern to the people of Israel. This is how you have a relationship with God. And and he lays it all out. It's very elaborate. This is how you live in a relationship with God. That's the old covenant. The new covenant, covenant in Jesus Christ, is much simpler covenant. This is how you have a relationship with God. You're forgiven of your sins through faith in Jesus Christ. 
There's a lot of more details and amplification of that, justification by faith, repentance, confession of sin, all those things. But the whole idea that our relationship with God is based on faith in Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is the mediator. The old covenant was the sacrificial system given to Moses. It was administered by the priests, the Levitical priesthood. But he's been laying out this whole argument now that this new covenant is administered by Jesus Christ as the new high priest. And that's superior to the old priest. And because of that, this covenant is superior to the old covenant. And as he said last time, the old covenant now has been annulled. He's going to have a lot more to say about this, this idea of covenant. He's really going to hit it hard in chapter 8. But one note, here he's talking about the oath, that this new covenant has an oath. That Christ, as this new high priest, is established with an oath. He's saying this new priesthood is better than the old priesthood, not because it had a better oath, but because it has an oath and a promise from God, where the old priesthood, there was no promise associated with it. It was just part of the details of the covenant. But this new priesthood is associated with an oath from God, a promise from God, about the eternal nature of the priesthood of Christ. And going through the argument that Christ is superior, he's superior to angels, he's superior to Moses, he's the new high priest, and this priesthood is superior to the old priesthood. And he administers a new covenant, which is superior to the old covenant. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Hebrews.